Thanks for listening to the podcast of Hope Church in East Hampton, Connecticut. Our mission is to love God, love people, and serve the world. To find out more about Hope Church, be sure to check out our website at cthope.com. That's pretty cool. Hope Church through the years, various time periods. Did any of you see people from some of those older pictures that you recognized? Do you recognize yourself? Paula shook. Did you recognize yourself? Yeah, good, right? Um, man, it's such a cool thing uh, to be able to do this today, to look back, um, but more importantly, to look ahead. And I know we don't have a ton of time, but Carrie and I just want to kind of share maybe our hearts and our story just a little bit as we look ahead to the next 50 years. So like a lot of you, I have, you know, little sayings that I like to keep in front of myself to remind me of, um, to keep me on point. And um, I have this one that's hanging in my office, and it says, when your memories exceed your dreams, the end is near. When your memories exceed your dreams, the end is near. And I, and I thought about that as I thought about today's service. Um, the temptation for me was to look back. And there is so much good in looking back. But actually what I feel like God is telling us to do is to look forward. <laughs> um, what that next 50 years look like. Um, the truth of the matter is that we serve a God who moves from the past and wants us to be future-oriented. We serve a God who does not live in the past, but he does want us to invest in our todays and our tomorrows. He's more concerned about that. And honestly, some of you need to hear that today. Because I'm not sure the, the kinds of things that you may be carrying or the weights that you're carrying from your past that might be holding you back or might be holding you down. But God is not concerned about the past as much as he is concerned about the future. And remember, uh, just a quick word of encouragement. He says, you know, old things are passed away, right? And all things become new. And when I think about Hope Church, I think the same is true uh, for us. Our past is really important. We celebrate it. We honor it. But also, we have a responsibility to look forward. I want to just share my quick story um, because I think it's interesting, and I'm sure I've mentioned it at certain points along the way here, but I'm going to say it again for those of you who do not know. Um, back in 2001, I uh, had uh, quit my job and was looking to get involved in youth ministry somewhere. And that somewhere meant a big city. That's what I wanted. I wanted to be in a big city. That's kind of what, I, what my passion is, still is to this day, honestly. Um, and so I had resumes out all over the place. And then I got a phone call from this church in East Hampton, Connecticut. I really had never, I'd never been to East Hampton, Connecticut. I didn't know anything about it. And so as I'm driving out here, I remember saying to my wife, there's no way, there's no way I'm going to come here. Really, that's a true story. And I sat in a room of people. Some of you were in that room. Some of you here today. And I sensed something different about this place. I sensed not only this 
genuine, warm affection. But this is the reality of the situation. The reality of the situation was the church had gone through some hard times. And it was declining in a way where the leadership of the church had to say, we need to do something to revive this place. At the time, they did not have a full-time pastor. They had someone who came in and spoke on the weekends. And so it struck me. Why in the world would you hire a youth pastor? You don't even have a pastor. But the thing that still sticks with me and what is so crazy to me about that story is they were so intent on looking to the future. They're like, we're going to die if we don't do this. And we want to invest in the future generations of this church. And that's what sold me. It was leadership and the, and, the, and the heart of this church at the time, we are going to look ahead. Yeah, we've had our glory days, we've had our bad times, but we're going to look ahead. And so I said, okay, I guess we're doing this. <laughs> and so I did. Uh, it started on um, October 1st of 2001. Um, and I want to come back to a little bit of that in a second, but I want Carrie to pick it up from here. All right. Um, so I am Carrie, as he said, and I actually started here. I, I didn't have a choice. My dad, my dad was the pastor. He's in one of those got, pictures up there. He got hired in 2003. So, uh, yeah, I was, I was 16, did not have a choice. I had to come here, but, um, I remember I, you know, I'm, I'm still awkward, but if you can imagine like far more awkward 16 year old Carrie. And I think I was just, we had moved I think I had lived in like three different states in the last four years. I felt really just unsure about myself, very insecure. I think there was a lot of things I was wrestling with. And then we show up at Hope Church and there's Tom and Sarah, who I thought Sarah was in the youth group at the time because she was she looked like a teen too. Um, she still looks like a teen. Where's I don't know where Sarah is. Um, and so I got to this place where there was this youth group and again, what Tom talked about with all these people who had invested in him as a leader and then he was investing in these teens and I remember we'd meet as a small group and we would um, have these big teen events and over time, I feel like Tom, just the kind of person you are, that you like to see potential in people and see how you can you know, plug them in and um, Tom's the kind of person that will see something in you before you see it in yourself and so I feel like he'd be like, yeah, you should do this and you're like, no. Um, and but yeah, but you would just do that, and I I found that just through the youth group, through through all of that, um, God started to grow in me um, more and more of, of my heart and what He wanted me to do. And I remember even Sarah, like um, at the time, the youth group went on a missions trip to Belize, and even little things like that, which were really really cool. Um, but I say part of the story to say I showed up here at age 16 and didn't know where I was going or what I was doing. And if you had told me that 20 years later I would be teaching here at Hope Church, I would have thought you were crazy. Um, but the, the point is that you have no idea, this isn't, this isn't about my story or even about Tom's story, you have no idea the impact that you are making on the next generation of leaders. And I feel like for someone like me who, who um, I, I think you realize that God is taking you somewhere that you couldn't even have imagined. And I think there's people in this room right now that you may not realize. You're sitting next to a 10-year-old who may be leading a church one day. You're sitting next to, um, to somebody who 
but through being changed by Christ is going to radically change their workplace, who's going to speak into and encourage lives um, in ways you couldn't imagine. There's going to be someone next to you that is, is going to be a, become a foster parent or pour into um, t- to lives as a teacher because of the love of Christ, because of, of their time here at Hope, but also just their time of, of being mentored by you or being encouraged by you. And I guess what I'm saying is... Um, this is, what we, this is what we mean when we say we're looking forward. We are saying, God, you're doing amazing things right now, but we want to keep looking and seeing what are you going to do next and how can we be part of that? Where are you taking us? And just to recognize um, the ripple effect that when all of us, when we have um, the Terrors and Melissas and the people who say today, I have decided to follow Jesus, that ripple effect keeps going and going and going, and it's amazing. And, um, and I was thinking about, there's, there's a story I heard once, I think it's like an African proverb maybe, but about this older man who was planting these trees that take something like 50 years to really grow and bloom and flourish and grow fruit. And so people would ask him, why are you planting these trees that you're, you're never going to, you know, you're not even going to be alive when they grow fruit. But he pointed to the next generation and he's like, this is why I do it. I'm doing it for, for the ones who will come after me. Um, there's a saying, a Warren Buffett quote, someone's sitting in the shade today because someone planted a tree a long time ago. And I feel like I am that person today that stands here on the stage and says, I'm, I'm sitting in that shade because of something someone else planted, because of the Toms, because of the Audrey Blackwells, because of the Justines and the Paulas and the, the people in this church who have poured into me. Um, And there's another saying that goes along with that that says a society, and I would say a church, grows great when old men plant trees in whose shade they know they shall never sit. A church grows great when people plant trees in whose shade they know they will never sit. And I know we can be that people and be that church. And it reminds me really that um, this is what God calls all of us to, to be seed planters. 1 Corinthians 3, 6 through 11 talks about this. I planted this. I planted the seed, Apollos watered it, but God has been making it grow. So neither the one who plants nor the one who waters is anything, but only God who makes things grow. The one who plants and the one who waters have one purpose, and they will each be rewarded according to their own labor, for we are co-workers in God's service. You are God's field, God's building. And he talks about the, this foundation of Christ that we're building on, and we've, we've gone through this series, like the basic series, and, and that is what we're building on. That is what we're, what we're focusing on um, and I just had one more quick thought, if, if you don't mind. I, um, so we're, we're celebrating today our 50th year as a church, which is really awesome. And in the Bible, there's, in the Old Testament, in the book of Leviticus 25, there's something that talks about the year of Jubilee. And in the Old Testament, it was this time when, um, basically, it was a year of liberation, a, le- a year of freedom, and the captives were set free. Any, any, um, any person who had been sold um, or who had even changed, even if their land had changed um, to another property owner, all of that reverted back to its original owner in the year of Jubilee. And so it was this beautiful time of celebration and this time of, again, just, I think it's so fitting that we did baptism today because it's this moment of, of freedom, of liberation that we sing about today. Um, and I also think it's this reminder because part of why part of why all the property reverted back to its original owners is because Jesus God was saying the land doesn't belong to you really the land belongs to me. And I want to say today 
the same is true of hope. Whoever has been leading here for the last 20 years, whoever will lead the next 20 years, whoever is here then or was before, this is God's church. This is God's place, and he's going to do what he wants to do. And sometimes we have to learn to let go and, and hold a little bit loosely that title or that control, um, or even, even our, again, planting something that we are never going to see the fruit of in the future, but trust that that's because God is the one who grows. God is the one who produces things. And I'm just so excited to see what God does in the next 50 years yeah. of, of Hope Church. Yeah, that's amazing. And I love that you brought up uh, the year of Jubilee, um, this liberation and how you brought baptism in. And I know sometimes we sing songs that maybe don't make sense on the outset. Some of you might not. So we sing that song, No Longer Slaves, right? We're not held down. We, we are liberated by Jesus. But there's a line in that song. I don't know if you picked it up. You split the seas so I could walk right through it. Some might be like, what, what does that mean? I'm not, I'm not really sure. And as I wrap up our time, I want to just talk. I want to talk about that for just a couple minutes. Because when I, we were thinking about today, we talk about this investment in generation and looking forward and not looking back. I, I, I thought about the Israelites in the Old Testament of the Bible, right? And God promised them that they would be their own nation because at the time they were in slavery. They were in bondage, right? Um, and he's like, I'm going to raise up a leader that was Moses, and you're going to go and you are going to take the land that I've given you. So all of this buildup, all of these things started happening. And Moses was that person and they started to go across and then they got to the Red Sea. And they didn't know where to go next. Because how were they going to cross it? And instead of trusting in God, instead of looking to what his promises were for them, they started to freak out and they started to complain, and they started to argue, and it started to get to be a mess. And they're like, you know what? We're just going to go back to slavery. We're just going to go back to Egypt because we don't want to die out here. Now, you guys know what happened, right? God says, no, 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 no. Trust me. And that sea parted, and they walked right through it. <laughs> so you see what happened there? Like, they wanted to go back to being slaves. They wanted to go back to the past. God says, no, I got a better future for you. You just have to trust me, and you got to walk through it. And I just find that so encouraging in these days. And so as we go forward as a church, that's our, that's our aim. We celebrate. We honor. We look to the past. But it doesn't define us. We look to the future. We look to what we're investing in in people. And the whole point of this story was, yeah, maybe I had a little bit to do with Carrie's story by investing in planting, but the truth is someone else invested and planted in me and then going all the way back to 1972, someone invested in this town and in this place and going back before that, someone invested in Bill. You see what, see what I mean? So what is God asking us to do? To be faithful and to trust him in what he wants for us in the future. So I felt like the best, the very best way to wrap this up, um, and I think you will all agree, because I don't see how you can disagree. <laughs> I'm going to ask my friend Milton. Milton, would you come up and join me on the stage, please? I'm going to stand. 
so I, t- I told this story recently, uh, but this church um, started in 1972 in the basement of Milt and Barb's home. And, uh, so, yeah, come right on over here, Milt. Um, and uh, he was also the very first person to welcome me on my first day in, in 2001. I don't know if you remember that, but you were there. You were in that parking lot handing me the keys. Um, and so uh, special, special person, not only to me, but to this church. And so I wanted to ask you one question, and that is, as someone who's been here from the beginning, and now there's 50 years later, Milt, what is your prayer for this church for the next 50 years? What would you say, if you had a word of wisdom for everyone, and use that mic, speak into that mic, what would you say is your word of wisdom for everyone in this room today? To reach, excuse me, to reach out to the lost. Mm-hmm. Lead them, show them to God. Show them what Christ has done for them. And just spread it out. Mm-hmm. And it's just not saying, yes, I believe in Christ. It's believing in him and following his ways. Mm-hmm. And uh, just continue to look to Christ. This yeah. country needs it. Yeah. And uh, Christians are fading away. Mm-hmm. And it, it's sorry to say that they, they're just believing in everything. Yeah. And the world is just, Satan's out there just pushing away at them. And uh, I just pray that we get stronger and get back to the Bible. Yeah. Mel, I want to thank you for your investment. Barbara, I want to thank you for your investment in this place. Yep. Thank you for planting those seeds along with Bill and Betty and everyone else so many years ago. Oh, yep. So as we, I'm going to have Milt pray for us. I'm going to have him pray over this church. I'm going to stay standing. We're going to sing one last song, and then you're going to be dismissed. Um, And we hope that you'll stick around as our guests uh, as we, again, our desire to be light and salt in this place. So Milt, would you pray for us, and then we're going to sing a song together. Heavenly Father. I pray for the church, I pray for this country, I pray for the world, Lord, that you'll just turn our hearts back to you and just keep us strong in your word, Lord, following you. I pray this in your son's name, amen.
God bless you guys. We'll see you outside or next week, same time, same place. God bless.